Hello there, fellow traveler. Hello there, sir. How are you? I am punch drunk. Oh my god. (laughs) Woo! Here we are. Welcome to House of Nerds. Let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It has been a day. It has been a day. That is that is correct. Oh my god. Today, but but no no. No no. No because I have been listening to Cult Podcast on the Cult of Kanye West. On this day where the constitution has been rescinded, at least mentally, by one deranged human. Honestly, uh, honestly, I'm so happy that the rest of the world has seen the idiocy that exists from Kanye West. I, oh I no, he, a- his his wasn't the Constitution rescinded. That was that was the orange plated windbag. Um, oh, what did he do? No, no, Con- Kanye. Uh, because I I don't know. I guess I just have a problem addressing him by his preferred pronouns and names. Um, yeah. <laughs> weird, weird how quickly that the media was able, like the you know the, the right wing media was able to adopt to and adapt to his his new preferred name. It's strange. I don't I don't know how they did that. Mm. <laughs> well, this is fucking awkward. <laughs> like, no, he uh, he decided to uh, to really really embrace, um, I guess, the spirit of the dinner that he had at Mar-a-Lago. With Nick Fuentes and the president, really, really just dive right into that anti-Semitism by posting swastikas on Twitter. No, just, just really, really diving in, and uh, and then going. I think last week he went on Alex Jones, and uh, and said stuff about like, or was saying that that Hitler. You know, we got to think about the good things that Hitler did. I like I, I like Hitler. Uh, that it, he has compared himself to to Hitler as well. Um, so, so I'm sure, you know, the make Kanye 2005 again, uh, self is like, well, this is fucking awkward when he's wearing his, like, I hate Nazis shirt. And then it's like, oh no, you know what? The, the Nazis were good people. Uh, thus, thus, uh, leading to, uh, to his ban from Twitter, uh, which that bastion of free speech, <laughs> It's just been like it's been just a magnificent shit show of just just that particular viewpoint just imploding in on itself. It has been hysterical. It's like a white star or like a white dwarf, you know, when like they they don't know what they actually mean or what they want, and they just like it. Just I did see that Kanye that yay excuse me, no I refuse no. Um, I, I absolutely refuse. Kanye. Kanye O. West. Uh, Get out of here with your fucking yee nonsense. Yeet? Yeet him. I, I'm trying to, like, on the show, like, he shows up, like, in a mask. Like, he's just got a hoodie on that's totally covering his face. And I saw this. I wondered yeah. what was And he was, he was talking about how, you know, Hitler was a good guy, too. And we got to think about the good things that Hitler did. And Alex Jones's eyes are just like, fuck. <laughs> and when, when you're on a show 
with the guy screaming lizard people and that guy's like dude you're fucking crazy like you're you're maybe there's a little too far it's either that or like you weren't supposed to say that out loud i don't really think alex jones is anti-semitic i think he's anti like elite or and yes that in, in his mind that includes them but he's he's more on that side but it if you're if you're looking around the room and you're in a room with fucking Nick Fuentes, Trump, and Alex Jones, and you're the lunatic, holy shit! <laughs> Something has gone really, really wrong. Yeah, Trump was truthing out. Uh, I don't. I, I can't think of a really good sarcastic like way to to do that other than say tweet, um, but tweet on his his personal other bastion of free speech that also is having to be moderated because turns out people will totally fucking wreck you. Uh, and nobody wants to do business with a bunch of people that are, you know, racist assholes out. Uh, and he was talking about how the election was stolen again and saying that we need to, you know, rescind all the laws and everything and get rid of the constitution. Find <laughs> his greatest hits. Yeah, and like talking to people, they're like, well, "That's not what he meant." And I'm like, mm, "Like, well, did he mean also like that you got to drink the bleach?" Because everyone's like, "That's not what he meant." But Clorox still put out a fucking warning because people are stupid. We gotta find like, a way it's to not, open people up and yeah, show UV light. Get the light. Get the light inside. Get the light inside them. And if there were not UV dildos, like made after that i don't know what that those companies were doing uh, <laughs> that's an awkward way to start but know what the energy was going to be to start this show oh hard going hard but i can honestly <laughs> say this is not what i expected um, uh, in, in case in case you're wondering uh where the paint is it is where we are currently going hard <laughs> oh my god like that was lebron lebron would lebron would appreciate appreciate this much like he uh appreciates jerry jones no i actually <laughs> from what i saw on that actually i did see that was that lebron was like why aren't you asking me the same yeah. about jerry jones yeah or no i i totally i i totally agreed with with that like hey like dude you're just asking me about the other the other like black guy like, oh, the basketball player. Um, yeah, I forget who it was. That was what, making, what? I believe, anti-Semitic comments as well. Yeah. It's it's just been a just giant shit show for, you know, uh, I would say white supremacy, but it's more. Yeah, I guess it's more like just hate and anti-Semitism because apparently we've decided that Nazis are okay now and that Nazis deserve a platform. Thanks, twenty sixteen. <laughs> Thanks, Elon Musk. Um, yeah. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, man. I just, I, I honestly, I've been, I've been traveling all day. I've been, I mean, it's a same. I've been, I've been standing in formations all day. I've been trying to live my life and not worry about all this other shit that I, you like forget. I was gonna get on here and be like, oh, it's been a pretty quiet week. <laughs> no, fuck, it hasn't. It, it has not. It is decidedly not. Um. Holy shit! It hasn't. It it, but it. I, I usually like. I, I've stopped like really listening to podcasts a whole lot and like watching news just because I'm a happier person. Um, but my God, 
sometimes sometimes it's just it's just enjoyable to embrace the fucking madness like just just take a look and you know peek your head up from time to time and go holy shit it's weird out here like what what decade is is this the 40s like how did we get back to the 40s guys why why are we uh why are we arguing over whether or not nazis are good (laughs) again like what like oh they you know they they got some decent people too no fuck you didn't (laughs) no they didn't I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not. Hashtag arguing. no good Nazi. <laughs> like, only good Nazi is the one that's punched in the face. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> it's good for one thing: killing Nazis. What a weird, what a weird time to be alive. I, you know what? It's I spent I spent a um, a day in the airport today. So if uh, next week I have COVID, um, you know I can definitely pinpoint to you. <laughs> exact moment that i got it um, it could be from santa as i said that is a that is a power move bringing bringing a sick child to santa claus oh man but i guess i, I mean on one hand bold move cotton on the other hand it's not like he's gonna get sick from all the other kids that are going going to hang out with santa so so, so here's <laughs> um we did take my son to go see santa um my son has been dealing Turns out when you're little and like you're, you don't know how to digest things, like you get constipated like all the fucking time, apparently. Um, so, like, our little guy will tolerate peas for like a day. And then <laughs> if you don't immediately follow it with prunes, he will not be in a good mood the following day, like, which I get. I support. <laughs> I get it. You know, stomach issues suck, man. Got it. Um, get it together, kid. <laughs> But the day you're referencing was the day that um, I said, my wife said to me, hey, go feed, go feed our son. And I said, okay, got it. We have a routine, right? We mix up his morning cereal. Normally it's a vegetable and a fruit, right? Like, so like think sweet potatoes and pears, which like to you and me, probably disgusting, but to this little monster, he adores it. So I'm like, cool, man, live your life. Um, So (laughs) seek bliss. So normally we have two cans of, of food in the fridge. And so I get downstairs. My wife had been feeding him. I'd been gone for a couple of days last week. And um, my wife had been, you know, she had opened the last set of cans. And I said, hey, there's only one can open in the fridge. Do you want to just finish this off? And we'll, you know, we'll get him back on track tomorrow. We'll open up. Mm. New can- mm. So I've played the back on track tomorrow game. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was putting in his bowl, um, but it was early, and I'm going to feign that it was early, that I was tired, but your fellow co-host put four scoops, which is what we give him, uh, four scoops of cereal. Um, He got four scoops of straight prune mixed with cereal and then his formula. Whoa! (laughs) That Get some. (laughs) Did not cut the the chaser. Um, he did not get uh, a, a veggie to kind of balance it. Um, it was like power washing for him. Sure, like he felt so much better. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I mean, his entire little poor poor system was just just rocked. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the picture you're referencing, I can only assume in my head. 
is that things are happening in that moment, which is why he did not scream and Santa Claus. Ah, <laughs> yeah, sweet it, the sweet sweet relief. Uh huh. That yeah. only only one good shit can provide. <laughs> I mean, you've heard like having a shit that like changes your wardrobe size. Like, think that. Um, that that's and he's tiny. Definitely where we were. At. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a small dude. Saturday, whatever the fuck day it is. Um, Seriously, <laughs> that is exactly how I feel today. <laughs> like, what month is it? So I turned around and followed that up today by leaving my poor wife um, for four days while I traipse up here to the Great White North. Um, <laughs> I am look. I'm looking at the screen on my computer. It is 22 degrees outside. Hell yes. That is far too fucking cold. And and the people that I'm oh. the people that I'm here with said tonight. And I, now let me be very clear. I had a great Woof. This is a we had a great time, but we said, "Hey, the restaurant we want to go to, we're in walking distance of it." I said, <laughs> "Walk." And I said, "Yeah, sure, because my stupid Florida ass doesn't yeah, I got my flip flops. It's good. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans and a Columbia like jacket. I immediately regret. You ever walk out like you start something? Oh yeah, instant and, regret. Yeah, it's like you don't even get started, and regret is already like <laughs> it was bad decisions for waiting outside the door. Like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. Um, <laughs> We've been waiting for you, Obi Wan. <laughs> you should not have come back. Not the worst thing. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, we had a great time, had a good meal, um, had a delicious beer. Um, and then Ubered back. No, no. <laughs> no, we did walked. it twice? We Jesus. Did it um, Has I, anyone I, told I, you the definition of insanity? Uh, is looking at me. <laughs> um, oh, buddy, it was, it was rough. Um, but. I but you're alive. I'm alive. I've had a shower. I feel better now. It's we can't hear your teeth chattering on the on the air. It's again. It's 22 degrees outside, so I would you know. I'm not fucking going outside again until it's ever above 30. Um, <laughs> you but... joker, you jokers, go do some work tomorrow. <laughs> Boss is gonna stay here and dethaw. Gonna stay under the covers. Uh, <laughs> oh Night, my... y'all. God. Oh my God! What a day! Oh, what a day! Um, sorry, my boss. Here right now. Um, no. um, I'm so, sorry. I'm hosting a podcast right now. Um. <laughs> so compound that. Um, so that was this evening. Um, we almost missed our connecting flight through the lovely metropolis. Charlotte, uh, it's, it's just been, I sat next to a guy on an airplane that I'm positive is allergic to taking a shower uh, because this guy smelled like what I only imagine Chewy smells like on a, like a good day on Tatooine. Did you tell him to get out of there, you big furry oaf? Oh man, I wish I had. I, I don't care what you smell. <laughs> it's been a day. Um, it has been a day. <laughs> but but the good news is that we're here now, and now we're we have we have Wars. made it. We we have survived. We're going to talk about Star Wars now, um, and that is 
incredibly exciting. It is. Since we have decided uh, where the where the next little bit will be going. I think we left off last time we didn't tell the people. We did not. What we would be talking about this time, did we? We um, did not. So this time, you will find out much as we did um, in a flurry of mystery and wonder. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have missed Star Wars Rebels so much. I, I found myself so very much enjoying these two episodes. I think, I think what I liked the most is that I believe personally that this is the show that, like you've heard the phrase, like, you know, X had to walk so Y could run. Yes. I feel like Rebels is the show that had to walk so that, you know, Mandalorian could run. So that I, 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 I found myself watching it going, this is, this is the reason we got Andor. Like, the, this is... This is like a kid version of Andor, almost. It is, the, the and it's not even oh. a kid version, really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a kid version of Andor. I, I, I would say it's like it's just an animated version. Like it's still, you know, you get past the the parts that that we kind of complain about a little bit, where it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of goofy and kitty, and and then it it just fucking takes off. The, the comment in the episode about hey we have to get these these Y wings over to General Dodonna's group or um, you know there's a greater rebellion out here that we're just a part of or Thrawn talking about you know this isn't the rebel fleet like you're right like all the little all the little hints are there right like it's telling us hey this is this is slowly opening up the greater world to us, slowly le- allowing us to see the bigger picture, if you will. Excuse me as I yawn into your, directly into your bulbs. Um, but, um, so what, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 3, Episode 1 2, uh, Star Wars Rebels Into the Shadows. Um, which originally, yeah, which which is originally titled "Dickhead Teenager Ezra," yeah, <laughs> but they I, couldn't put that they couldn't put I, that out. I forgot. So I forgot that this actually premiered July sixteenth, twenty sixteen, at Celebration Europe, um, but we didn't actually see it in the states until September twenty fourth of twenty sixteen because uh, it came out on Disney XD later that summer, or I guess that fall after it had been kind of previewed at Star Star Wars Celebration. I I miss the concept of a Star Wars Celebration. Like, I know we've had them recently. I know that, you know, you and I have never gone. But uh, Celebration used to be, like, a big deal in the summer. Like, it was like the Comic-Con equivalent, you know? Like, we would get all of our news and our new books and our new movies and our teasers and all that stuff. To... It seems like it's been a really long time since we've had a celebration um, sometimes research sounds like typing but i'm just curious when the actual last time we had a celebration did we have one in 2022 oh my god we did uh that's i feel like we talked about it on a <laughs> may on here <laughs> may of this year there was a celebration um you're hey so- man this this month has been a long year man this year has been a long fucking decade. Um, but the good news is there is a Celebration Europe next year. It's in Excel London. Uh, 
April 7th through April 10th of 2023. So that's cool. I mean, that's exciting. I'm yeah. happy that they're continuing uh, celebration. So, so what did you think of this episode? Where, let's just start from the beginning. Where, where are you at? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Where are you at? I remember enjoying it more, but I, I, I don't know. I found myself really fucking annoyed with Ezra. And I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It, it's good. Like, I, I love the little pieces. I love we get to see Thrawn, uh, you know, show up. But it's like, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's coming straight off the heels of Andor. And just like the extreme high, and and then in Rebels we're coming off of Twilight of the Apprentice, which is arguably another one of the best episodes of Star Wars ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm like, yeah, it, it's. I'm like, it's okay, you know. Like I think that's that's where I'm at. Like it, it was it was good to kind of get get you back into it, but it's it's okay. I I wonder if in a few weeks I will appreciate it more, honestly. Like once we really get back into the swing of things and we're like, hey, this is you know, we're back talk it's Zeb and it's it's Kanan is back and I like that kind of thing. I just I have to I have to be honest with you, I I really while I enjoyed it and I mean it hit the you know, it hit the beats that I was looking like right from the start, I mean the the bit at the very beginning, um, like the fact that we start off with this like Ze- that Ezra is a moody teenager and basically like he's throwing his weight around. Um, I, I guess the one thing that I looked at this episode was like, hey, this is really cool. I'm glad that they went down. They kind of play with the idea of Ezra turning to the dark side. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like I feel like that could have been a cool storyline for him to to more delve into the dark side and they just I don't know if you remember this season maybe but, I so go ahead so at least from from my memory of it like this is kind of the like this the start of that like this this whole episode is like laying the seeds for the rest of the season design he is messing around with the sith holocron he's got you know his his other dual bladed buddy in his ear, you know, mm-hmm. like he's got those, those little things going on. And I'm, I can't remember if it's this season or if it extends into next season. That's uh, a, a little bit of, about that, that tug of war between like the, Hey, let's do things the easy way or fuck it, man. I just want to like go listen to me and let's go. But you get to see, I mean, even a little bit of, of Anakin, where he's like, all right, let's do this. And, you know, it doesn't work out sometimes. He's like, whatever, just listen to me. I, I know what's best. That kind of thing. Like, you see the little twinges of dark, which kind of, I, I think, leads to the the theory that when we see him uh, after, I guess, the events of season four, like, maybe he's not light side anymore. Or maybe he's... Maybe he's not a Jedi anymore. Like, I, I, who who knows? There's a number of things that it could lead to, but I think the the seeds of it start here. Like, I mean, we've got a we've got a brand new haircut. He's like, I got my new fucking haircut. <laughs> uh, I, I remember how jarring that was the first time I watched it. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> like, they cut his hair. Whoa. Um, yeah, like homeboy, like looks like a Lego. <laughs> he definitely. So, does. 
I, I know there's there's just a lot of a lot of little little things. And I mean even I know staring at the, the Wikipedia page and you see like his kind of like sultry bedroom eyes staring at you mm-hmm. um in the picture and it but that's like the the like evil ish eyes. But I think this is like the tug of war and and that's why it's called Steps into Shadow. Is this is this is kind of his he's starting to foray into into dark side we did that so much with luke and the expanded universe i mean i guess the thing for me was always that when a jedi strays into the dark side you almost exclusively know they're always going to come back right like i can think of very few examples of a jedi straying into the dark side and not coming back i mean maybe maybe dooku uh, which I would put him almost more in the gray category. Um, you know, there's a whole thing in Attack oh. of the Clones about like the. Uh, thank you. I deserve that. Uh, <laughs> but there's a whole thing in the, the Attack of the Clones about the lost twenty, right? Like remember the librarian says, like these are the twenty Jedi that left the Order or something like. They were so disgusted with the way they did things. Like the the expanded universe played with like the Exarchoon and the. I mean, like the 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 Jedi losing themselves into the dark side, they almost always come back to the light. I think that it could have been a little bit more impactful, maybe, and maybe that's where the story is going with Ezra and Rebels. Um, when we get to the Ahsoka series, it I really like that theory. Is like, hey, we get Ezra back, but we're getting Ezra back as the villain, right? Like Ezra has yeah. seen it while he's been gone. I would very much appreciate storyline i think that would be a very creative way of being all right motherfuckers you asked for him back like now you're gonna get like these skills you know take him to the edge of the galaxy like he's gonna see some shit you know like he's gonna have to do some things to survive and and maybe what this episode is trying to tell us is you know he he's pulled back to the light by kanan by you know his appreciation and his attachment to his friends what happens if you remove Right, like that's like his whole reason for being. Take away his friends, what happens to this? Um, right. And I know I just skipped all the way to like the end of season four, there. But um, well, I mean, only if you only if you say that. I think it's gonna get it's gonna get harder and harder and harder for for us to you know, separate out these these episodes with what what we already know. And I'm mean, like, I. I'd, I think we're going to try and do the best we can, but there's just, it's just a lot, you know? I, I'm really excited for the day that when comes the day that we finish and we finish, you know, season one of Ahsoka and we don't know what the future brings, right? Like, I feel like right now, right now there is this kind of like impending sense of like, there is, we're waiting for the re the reuniting of Ezra, Ahsoka and Hera. Right, um, and Sabine and yeah, Gad, for that matter. But I mean, I I feel like that's what made this series so great to me was, you know, we had never seen these characters before. We didn't know what they were going to do. We didn't know where they were going. But it was still set. You know, there there was an end date. There it was the hope aspect of it. It was like, okay, well, we know, you know, sort of what's going to happen. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited for the Ahsoka series, frankly. Um, and now that we yeah, have... I'm pumped for Rebel Season 5. Well, now now we have a 
official Mando season release on March 21st. Yes. Um, or March 2023, excuse me. Um, now I feel like, you know, the countdown is on, right? We know Disney is, is they don't waste time in between series. Um, we know Bad Batch is coming in January, which I think Bad Batch is going to take us up very, very close to Mandalorian Season 3. I I don't think it's a stretch to say, hey, we might get a few, like another month or two between Mandalorian and Rebels, um, Rebels Season 5. Like I think it's distinctly possible that they, they kind of try and give us a breather like they did between Obi-Wan and and right? Yeah. Like, I, I could see that happening. Um, but anyways, I, I don't know where where I got off. I, I went way off the rails there. <laughs> but I I just, I, I really did like the scene of, of Ezra kind of controlling the, the walker, um, you know, remotely through through the Imperial Stormtrooper. But I do. And, and I, like, I think there, that's, that's where you get, like a little bit more of the the dark side of what he's what he's learning because that's i mean I, I feel like you get a little bit of you know the jedi mind trick but it's not necessarily jedi mind control it's more like the suggestion just like subtle suggestion it's not you are literally fucking puppeteering someone to murder other people like that's not that's not a light side move that that he would have learned yeah he induces that guy to commit suicide like he forces right. him walk off the edge of the ship which like, is super dark for a kid show <laughs> that, yeah. like oh yeah he just he just murdered his friends and i mean the the whole this whole like episode is is fairly simple and straightforward like Absolutely. go we're, we're gonna go rescue this asset this is my mission we're gonna go rescue this asset and then we're going to use that to get assets for the rebels like that's it like that's that's the whole thing there's i mean all all kinds of like little stuff happens but fundamentally like that's that's all we got we do we do get the return of a fan favorite uh star wars star wars johnny depp oh hondo anaka hondo anaka comes on back because that's the whole point is they're going to come rescue hondo and of course it being hondo everything's going to go fucking haywire like oh no actually it's this little guy that knows all the stuff and uh well now we got to rescue two people that's not what we planned for oh now we have to do this Mm -hmm. i did i did (laughs) watching this back i remembered the second we saw turba i was like i feel like i do remember turba before and it wasn't until turba was sprinting down that hallway you know racing for um racing for release and he gets like just demolished by that at at um, ATDP. ATDP. I freaking love the sound effect that they applied to, to Turbo as he <laughs> kind of goes on. Um, yes, yeah, so they don't. They since it's a kids show, I assume is why they didn't uh, s- splash him in a just puddle of blood as he gets vaporized by that thing. Pile of bacon. Um, if you Ooh, will. Nice. I like it. Um, Change approved. I. <laughs> I feel like this is, but this is the same storyline we see with Hondo anytime Hondo appears. I mean, yeah. to your point, it's a kid's show. Like he, his voice reminds me, and I don't know if you watched this, but do you remember the show Tailspin? Um, oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> I played the fuck out of that video game. I had that NES, on, baby. <laughs> Sega Game Gear. Um, 
But if you will remember on Tailspin, and for those of you who do not remember the semi-annual work, um, it is an American television show. Uh, Did set... you say the semi-annual work? Is it seminal? Some, is that I don't know. Semi-annual is either twice a year or every two years. I'm going to say seminal then. Seminal. Um, I believe. The seminal work okay. uh, from uh, the American animated television TV uh, channel known as the Disney Channel um, was part of the Disney Afternoon um, adapted from the Jungle Book, which everybody knows. Yeah, you got, I mean, you got Chip and Dale, you got Tailspin. <laughs> Baloo the Bear. Uh, why, am I, why am I talking about all this? The, the reason up is because Hondo Anaka's voice, I swear on everything I own, reminds me so much of the cartoon villain. Uh, the, like the premise was, is that Baloo is flying around in this plane, right? Like delivering. I, who fucking knows? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The points are made up, but like there were these things, like these air pirates, and they were literally foxes who flew around in what looked like German, like like. If you squint your eyes, they're like German World War One fighters, and they were called air pirates. And there was the theater was a fox, and I swear to Christ that Hondo Anaka was by the same guy who did the fox. Um, it's just every time I hear it, every time I hear it, um, I think of that fox from Tailspin. Loved that show. Oh, so good. I'm blanking on that. The like Cool Ducks name. Oh man, great. Show. <laughs> The, anyway. the one that was the co-pilot to Baloo. That show was so good. That's, it was amazing. We could we could go down this this road for some time. Yes, we could. And I'm sorry for doing that to you. Um, I, if you ever wondered if this show was planned ahead of time, it's not. Yeah, yeah we are we are 100 unscripted. We are. Well, we've said this before. Like it, it is straight up stream of consciousness. Like you could ask me tomorrow what I've said on this and I, I can, I can listen to this with a fresh mind and heart when I go back and listen to it. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> oh. So I, I guess, I mean, I guess the things that I took away from this, um, from this episode, we do see Grand Moff Tarkin again, um, which I really didn't enjoy got to see a bit of Imperial food. Um, we found out that, you know, Governor Price is now like a full fledged, like, uniform wearing member of the imperial navy which i believe the last time we saw her she was just governor price now she seems to be like governor price like important person governor price (laughs) um but she is it seems like tarkin is taking a a, you know a bigger interest in what's going on in the friends basically yes you know we need to we need to move on we get that in uh the Tarkin book, I think. That like why? Because Governor Price shows up in that book too. He plays a pretty big role in the first uh, Tarkin and Thrawn book, um, which is this fits all together really nicely. Like I don't think you have to watch have to watch the show if you read the book. You certainly don't have to read the book to watch the show, but it does. It's like a it's like puzzle pieces. They fit together really nicely if you watch. And, and to your point, I think now. This fits in very nicely with the Andor series because I feel like it gives us a little bit of greater context of like, this is, these are the rebels that Luthen is trying to pull together, right? Like this is, these are the little antics that destroying the power plant on, you know, on a planet that's held by the Imperials. 
that's what these rebels are doing. And, you know, I think we're a little bit, probably a little bit more progressed in time, given that we have, you know, a fleet at this point. But it's just... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I I mean, coming back to... Really, I'm coming back to the the plot. Like, after we get... Like, you know, this this power... I, I guess before we get to the power plant going off, after you know, this rescue goes, goes bad. Cause I think it's, it's an important spot that speaks to kind of where Ezra's head is at. And I, I'm pretty sure where we'll continue to see his head stay at is that Ezra stays mad and his, his whole path to the dark side is the don't hurt my friends. And I think, I mean, I think you said it earlier too, but like hit that home. Like that's his, his thing. Like he's, the i mean he's aladdin right like he's the right. been been abandoned orphan parents killed kind of kind of thing and it's like i just want to be strong enough and powerful enough that no one can hurt me or my friends that's all that's all he cares about like that's his whole his whole thing so all of the decisions that that he's making are in service of that it's an- and it's leading him down that dark path it's a noble goal. He doesn't yeah. have any, you know, he's not at, in this for himself. He's not trying to gain power. He's not trying to overthrow anybody. Um, but he's willing to do some things that he probably shouldn't do that I think even he knows he shouldn't do. Right. Right. Uh, I, I do appreciate that they show him, you know, I, I like the fact that they tie the Y-Wings back into this. You know, they have to go to this junkyard right to to rescue these y wings from being destroyed i thought that was a creative storyline i thought it was it touches on you know what happens to all that you know the republic equipment like that that to me is like them giving us an answer like that's one open question that's been hanging out there from the clone wars just one more time for them to be like the past is dead kill it if you have to like these are y wings that we saw in the clone wars that you know were being used by the republic I mean, those might even be the ones that Anakin was using in that the, the arc that he was in, um, where they have to use the Y wings to bomb the Separatist fleet. Yeah, but now we can explain where those Y wings from A New Hope come from, right? This is Ezra and Kanan and, and Zeb and them stealing them from the Imperial junkyard. So, from that perspective, I think that little connective tissue is fantastic. Like that's really really cool. I like that they did that. Um, I really like that they have go into this, the holocron lore. Like I thought that was creative. We don't get a lot of like lore about holocrons or we hadn't had a lot of lore about holocrons at this point. Um, yeah. So this I, gives us uh, yeah just a little, a little bit more. And I think they're, they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the concept of it's, it's to me, I equate it to kind of like the horcrux in Harry Potter, right? Like a Sith. Yeah. To I, I can see that. Attach part of my personality, my soul, my whatever, to this inanimate object to guide future, you know, generations. I get, that's the part about the the hol. I'm gonna get the Horcrux and the Holocron here mixed mixed up. <laughs> very similar. The Horlocron. The Holocron. Holocrux. Um that's the part that was always a little confusing to me is that I always interpreted the har- the holocron and the Sith using it. They always try 
in the expanding universe to take over the person who's using the holocron, right? Like there's yeah. the spirit. Like Exar Kun is trapped in, in a holocron and that's how he makes his way back into like reality. That part, that when you start to mess with time and spirits and stuff like that, you have to be very careful to me, right? Because this is where it can get confusing. This is where your story can take kind of a nosedive into like, this is this is too unbelievable at this point. For- <laughs> in, a, in a story about laser swords space, and space wizards, space this space. is where I draw the fucking line. Well, I mean, th- we've said before on this show, when you mess with time and you start introducing time travel, you have to be very crystal clear about your rules, yeah. right? They have to be ironclad. Buckle up, everyone. You can't fuck with them. Like, if they're going to be the rules, they have to be the rules all the time. And I think when you start introducing the concept of, like, you know, death isn't necessarily real. And, like, the the thing that I think a lot of people struggled with, me included, in uh, Rise of the Skywalker, is the return of Palpatine, right? I think, like, they're, I think they're very, very clear with Jedi is that, they, like, they aren't they're dying they're returning to the force and why would that not apply to sith as well like they're part of the force they're just the other how it makes sense to me that they would return to the force and i mean we'll we'll see we've we've alluded to for years on the on the show like the world between worlds and we'll see that pop up again like why would they not be able to go there or attach their spirit to a holocron or attach their spirit to something something else that's their returning returning to the force this is that, this is that makes I, sense to me i struggle here i mean i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying this is it's a struggle this is just a struggle for me but it takes some I, I feel like it takes some uh some serious thought i guess to or some to a little bit of mental gymnastics that was the exact word i was <laughs> mental gymnastics to get to a place where you can go yeah i can see that i'm good with that um i mean look it's a good story right and i mean there's there i mean i feel like i'm being negative about this episode there's a lot of little cool things here um you know we get introduced to the concept of the mining guild we get introduced to the new mining guild ships i mean those are clearly imperial you know tie fighters that have been modified right like that's right very cool to see we learn about the mining guild a little bit I thought that was great. I thought that was very, very cool to see that the mining guild, you know, exists and that they're, you know, basically an enforcement arm of the empire where the empire can't be. Um, we get to see Chopper kill someone, which is always fun. I mean, that is never a bad <laughs> I I am going to, to blow your mind. I, I may have been uh, also doing some research that sounded like typing uh-huh. the voice of hondo anaka is also the voice of darkwing duck no he's not <laughs> holy shit dude this guy is prolific like hondo is in everything from tiny tune adventures to darkwing duck to sonic to <laughs> he is he's he, dr robotnik in sonic he is the guy when you call in you're like i need a voice for a show yeah this- the guy who's running. This is the utility infielder. And and the one that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. He is Don Carnegie in Tailspin. I knew it. 
<laughs> knew it. Oh man, that is that's is... also Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Scooby Doo. Like, but yeah, he's he's in Tailspin. He also does the voice of Baloo in uh, that... some versions of the Jungle Book. He's also the voice of Scar in some of the versions of Lion King. Like, he's in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's fucking Ducktales. Ghostbuster, like I mean the the guy who play the guy who does the voice for Hondo, um, his name is Jim Cummings. Okay, he's known for winning the Pooh. He does Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Uh, it was Razul and Farak in Aladdin. He's in Princess and the Frog. So I mean, th- this dude has been in just quick count five hundred eighty eight <laughs> things. With three more upcoming, so he, he is so anyway, the... I, I didn't want to totally derail it, but I knew you'd be excited to uh, to learn I... to learn sweet sweet vindication. I'm very 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 happy to find out about that. Um, now, and now back to your regularly scheduled program. So, do you want to talk about Bendu? Because I feel like Bendu is an important part of this episode, and I. I, I I would say from so if you're watching this with fresh eyes, it's like oh that's kind of a cool character. Watching this f- for the second time, like this is this is pivotal. It is, like, but I hate the character. I hate well, the character. I, I think I mean we we get some anger from from Ezra that like why is Dad not here? Why is Dad not around? Dad's never here. Dad's never here. And I. I don't know. It's it's like the you know Kanan is off quietly suffering, like that. It all it almost feels to me like like he's just you know he's blind now, and yeah. he's got to deal with this new disability. And it's like the people around him are like, yeah, fuck, he's just off doing his own thing, man. Like you know whatever, hey, deal deal with it. He'll 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 be here when he when he gets here. Like Dad went out for a pack of smokes, and maybe he'll come back. It's kind of the feeling that I got, and it. It just it just made me sad that Kanan's out there like silently suffering by himself while everyone else is back at the ship going, fuck that guy, man. Like he's never here for us anymore. And I'm like, he's gotta figure out how to live with live his his new reality. I don't know, maybe it maybe it's the the profession that I was in and like working with working with specific populations, uh, that it's it's like you gotta live with your new normal and you need a support structure and he's off just kinda like on his own being being forced to or may, I mean, he could be very well be choosing to do this a little bit of both but he's by himself i contend that he is choosing this um but i i contend that he's the only one who can do this right yeah like, just like he teaches you know he's teaching ezra he has to teach himself he has to learn himself like you know, he never got a complete education, right? Like we see in the Bad Batch, his education is cut short. We see in the comics. I mean, he's a tragic character when you think about yeah. it. Like he doesn't get the upbringing, the teaching that he is now turning around and giving to to Ezra. Um, and, you know, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to go further down that line of, you know, line of thought. But like, it's it's sad. His story is one of sacrifice just continual sacrifice right over and over and over and that's a that's like he's he's ostracizing himself like he's got a support structure there and he's it's just not a thing he's doing 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. It feels very much to me, like to your point, like this is a parent's story, right? Like he has to, he thinks he's doing the right thing by stepping back and letting, you know, he's like, I, I trust my Padawan. He can go and do the, you know, do the right thing. And then he realizes he's not doing the right thing because I took a step back. So maybe I need to be more involved in his life. Maybe I need to step in and, and you yeah. know, be here. Um, and I think that's what, that's what Bindu clearly is trying to teach him. It's like, to be able to do these things, um, you know, which I, I, I found a very comical for the concept of a Jedi to be like, I've lost my sense, my one sense. Someone please come teach me that I can, I can sense things another way. And I'm like, yeah, come a, on, Daredevil. You're a Jedi. That's the whole, that's like your whole thing, right? It's like you can sense things before they happen. You can sense movement. You can, that part was a little unbelievable. But, but again, like, I think you already said it. He, he hasn't been taught. Like, so it's like, yeah, you know, let yourself become one with the force, you know, all that stuff. But he didn't have, he didn't have some old, crazy old man shooting lasers at him out of a little ball like, <laughs> and going, hey, put this thing on, put the blast shields down. And pew, haha, so funny. Like, he, he didn't have that. So he, he had different trainings. So he's kind of been just surviving on its own. It's, it's now, now I've lost this thing and I have to figure out how to regain my connection. It's kind of is kind of how I took it that it, that he should uh, he should know like he should know better, but he's I, he's learning too. I can see that. I, I yeah, maybe I'm judging him. I mean, this is a kid show, right? And I think I'm looking at this is with, with adults. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, a lot of times it doesn't. It certainly doesn't feel like a kid show. I wonder. I wonder if that uncertainty that, that I'm hearing you describe is why this show is not. You know, there were plans for this to continue to go, right? Like this show did not get to end the way that that Floney and company wanted. I mean, it, it's certainly they got to tell their ending, but the way I remember it, it was that they weren't done. Um, just like they weren't necessarily done with the Clone Wars. I mean, look at what they did with Netflix. Look at what they're still doing with Disney, you know, Disney Plus. Like, there there are other stories that were out there to be told. They just didn't necessarily get to them. Get, they didn't get to tell them. Yeah. Because they ran out of time. Um, thank God we're getting, we're getting there now. I do think that this model of TV where it is, hey, if you want something, you will directly support it by paying for it is the way to go, right? Like, no more of these, like, fucking Nielsen ratings. Like <laughs> someone in Topeka wants to watch NCIS for 32 hours straight, so therefore, we have to have 17 NCISs. Like, that's not right. how this should work. Um, you want something, you put your money towards it, and if enough of people put their money towards it, the show happens. If not, then you take your money elsewhere. Like, that seems like a good bargain to me like that's exactly what should happen right like that's that's capitalism um yeah the the one one that works um no i i think what i struggle with here mostly is that bendu is a major departure from the way that we understand the force 
Oh yeah, I could I could see that that that's that's tough. It was at the time. I remember at the time being like, it's not that it's, he's not human. We've we've had m- multiple aliens that are that are Jedi, right? Or you know, creatures or, or citizens of the galaxy. It is just what he represents. The the concept of I'm the neutral, right? Like yeah, I'm, it's like the pure force. I'm in between. You know, the whole like his everything about him, everything he. Pro- projects and tells us about is neutral items can't be positive or negative right they're just items it's how people use them well by that logic then you're saying guns don't kill people people kill people which from a perspective is true but i could make the guns facilitate that faster right I, I, that's and that's where I'm going with that is right. Like, but yeah, the the tool the tool doesn't kill. Someone has to pick up the tool and make it into that and put that into the tool. Yeah, it's built specifically for that. For murder. For for ending ending lives, um, be it animal, bug, coke can. The logic isn't. Software. I mean, it's not. It's not terrible, but it's not without flaw. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I and I, I think we're. I think we're going to end up seeing flaws and cracks in it. Like Ben, I don't think Bendu's perfect. Like it. I think this is probably the closest you get to gray. Yeah, and and it's still broken. Like it, I guess it's not. It's not gray. He's just neutral. He's like no. It's there is there is no, there is no dark. There is no light. This is just it's how you use those things makes you darker light. I am just one with the force and the force is with me. If I remember correctly, there was a series or a three episode arc in the clone wars where Anakin ends up in a specific part of the galaxy, like the center of the galaxy or something where there is a, for lack of a better word, a dad force, a son force, and a daughter force. Like there's three beings Three parts of the force. Yes, we'll we'll get there, too. Like they, it's very specifically addressed. Okay. On this show, and then I think also in the trailer for Ahsoka. Okay. I'm pretty I, sure because that's what you that's what you see is you see Sabine at that at, at that shrine or the the temple. That storyline to me is one of the ones that I struggle with the most. I feel like Bendu falls into that category. Of like this is they're trying to introduce this like very theological type discussion. Yes. Um and it's tough, it's tough to even like gonculate in your brain. It is extremely wonky, is the only word that I think I can use to describe. That's, I'm I'm honestly hoping that I this this run through that I'll understand it better. Because I I mean I watched those episodes a couple times and I was just like, the fuck? Like I like I still am not sure and i know we've we've waxed all on and on about like all of that stuff related to other other episodes and other series and brought those in and it's still just like uh, talking about it helps because like man it start it starts stretching your brain it's the time travel paradox thing like it starts stretching your brain and not always in a good way yeah no that's that's where i feel like it, it, this is where we're losing the thread a little bit we, we start to lose the thread or, or you could say 
alternatively, as opposed to losing the thread, this is where the most in-depth part of Star Wars is told. Um, the, In this kid's show. That's... I'm being very nitpicky, but I feel like this is... This is where I get to a little bit where I'm like, look, what do you want to be? What What are we trying to be here? We can... We can be both things, but we have to be careful because if you want to be the, you know, the epic space battles and the explosions and the, you know, Star Destroyers and Death Stars, like you can tell that story, but you can't tell me that the force, on the one hand, I feel like from Andor's perspective, we're watching a show where it's like individuals matter, choices matter. Right. Like it's very much like we determine our own destiny. But on the other hand, you get into this kind of very philosophical debate. This almost feels a little bit more predetermined. Right. And and it doesn't matter what the individual does, because the people who wield the force or the force itself is making a choice. And I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways, guys. Like, it has to be one or the other. And that's where I feel like I'm, I struggle with this particular part of the force, this arc. And I may have just made a massive mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll find, we'll find out soon. Um, I, I think, I think over the course of this, this season, we'll find out. I, I am, I am looking forward to watching it again. I am hoping that this time I can come out of this and say, no, I feel much better about it now that we've it this way because I I have this interpretation. I mean, again, to be very clear, there is room for all of this in Star Wars, right? Like, I get to choose what I want, you know, my individual canon and Star Wars story to be. You get to choose yours, right? Everybody gets their own own choice. Um, But I am hoping this time I'll be able to incorporate a little bit more of, of this, you know, kind of I guess, I guess of this particular you know aspect of Star the Rebels um, into my own personal camp. So I'm going to shut up now because I've been talking for a very long time. So that's what we do. Um, I feel like Snark. Interesting episode review. Um, what have I forgotten? What What have we not talked about? Where Where are we at? Oh, We're man. approaching the hour. There is there there is an Eiffel 65 shaped hole in our episode indeed okay mm-hmm. Eiffel 65 I'm not sure I'm following that reference Uh-oh. I am blue dabba dee dabba die Eiffel 65 okay I'm blue dabba dee dabba dabba dee dabba dee dabba dee dabba what did we miss? I'm blue uh, our blue <laughs> <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, <laughs> I, that, I, I mean, we took the long way around. Um, Eiffel sixty-five is a deep cut, <laughs> and not related head, to Star Wars at all. We mentioned Thrawn. I was like, in my head, we mentioned him. What? No, we I, did. I just want to. I just want to keep talking about him because, I mean, I. I, I know we're going to start getting him more and more and more and more, and I don't. I don't we didn't get him in Twilight of the Apprentice. Like this is this is the first time he shows up, right? Yes. This is yeah. his... 
So this is Thrawn's first appearance in current Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Which this I feel like bears bears mentioning. So you start you start seeing like his philosophy. Like you know, fans are gonna be like, Oh yeah, I know Thrawn. And you do sort of like this is this is I feel like he's a slightly different Thrawn than what we had in the expanded universe with um, with Zahn's books, and I don't I did you get the the studying of like the studying of culture from what I remember from like the heir of the empire like it but he's more militaristic and it's more about holistic understanding of your like of your enemy from what from what I recall and like this this Thrawn feels much more like esoteric. Yes. Like in this in this version, and is way more focused on kind of the art and culture as opposed to just holistically knowing him. Like he's a brilliant tactician, but also like his focus is like the art and culture will teach you about your enemy, and it, you you just you start seeing him come in and kind of lay the groundwork for his leadership style and how he's going to he's going to run things. Um, and our our punching bag callus is is also there to witness this. <laughs> it's a very fine distinction, but I thought they did a good job of bringing back the essence of Thrawn. Right, you're absolutely right. Right, the Thrawn books. Whenever Thrawn would talk about you know Ord Mantell or you know wherever it was he was attacking, he would always point out you know he would study the art, study the arts of the planet so that he could find their weaknesses and it was a very interesting way of start telling a story because up to the point i mean i think thrawn gives rise to characters like admiral dalla um years later in the expanded universe like telling the story from the villain's point of view yeah. we, didn't, we didn't get a lot of that i mean you could even say like the whole yuzhan vong series you know is born from telling you know the story from thrawn's perspective which fun fact um the Thrawn series was one of the very first expanded universe books to come out, like in the very early nineties. Um, those books came out and then we didn't get a for several years. Um, so it, it was, they, they were kind of revolutionary. And then from that, yeah. um, I do agree with you though. I think this Thrawn is like, he, he's portrayed as very smart which I like, um, given that, you know, up to this point, it's been, you know, Governor Price, it's been Agent Callus, it's been Constantine, you know, even even a little bit of, you know, Tarkin or um, blanking on his name from last. Uh, he was the guy we just saw him in Andor, the the ISB uh, commander who is a colonel uh, in the Cold War. Yep. But, um, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I'm blanking on that. Blame on the name. Dozens of people can get their, their phone right now. Good. At us. Bleeding moron. <laughs> At us. <laughs> I I do like, you know, I, I think at house of, at nerds house of Duck. I think you're right though about version of Thrawn giving us, you know, greater rise to the Thrawn books later on, right? Because I think we get this first. And then we get the new Thrawn books that that are being done now, um, which like them or just them. I personally like them. I think they're add to this universe. Um, 
more Thrawn, not we'll say it that that way. Um, and we'll move yeah. on. But, and I mean, I I feel like we could we could go go on like we kind of hit the highlights, but I mean, there's the whole second half heist that we've got again the theme of hubris uh, coming up to bite to bite Ezra. Like you see the dark side and like the the well, you better get your ass out of here. Uh, when he's like, he's like, you're, you'll doom us and your friends. He's like, we'll be fine. Run. And it's like, fuck man. Like this is, this is pretty intense uh, for, you know, for this, this teenager to be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like figure it out, bro. Figure it out. It's, it was just brutal. And then watching that come back to bite him because again, he trusts Hondo for some God known unknown reason. Uh, trust Hondo and Hondo again burns him. Trusting Hondo. Seriously. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> never plays out. No, like literally never. Um, it it just never it never works. So he gets burned again. And I mean, it's the yeah the listen listen to me like we're well we were just supposed to be here doing this that's an order and just just like this shitty kid like given given orders to people that actually have experience like we're gonna go in and get him and it's like well at at what cost turns out at the cost of the phantom sad i was sad yeah. to see them go i did I... I forgot that happened and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally but, forgot that happened. Um, and then you you see like him, he gets demoted. It's like, hey, you're doing good. Your training's going good. And here's what happens when you fuck with the dark side. Like, look, bad shit happened. You've pulled, now you've pulled dad away from his recovery because he had to come save your ass. We didn't get, I mean, we got some Y-Wings. So like we got some stuff for Dodonna, but, but at what cost? Like you need to weigh those costs, and I mean it's the lessons we saw through the Clone Wars that we saw, like everyone being very measured, and Anakin going, "Fucking Leroy Jenkins, let's do this!" Like all the time. That's, I mean, that's a good analogy, though. Honestly, is that he does, he is running in, regardless. Like it's just like. I think at even one point he even says something to the effect of like, you know, like we'll sort it out later and all this always yeah. works for us. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's insulting is what it is, frankly. Right. Like he's just, he, he does not care for the Imperial, you know, the Imperial officer, which like fine. You don't have to care, but I think he, it's almost like spitting in like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm going to, uh, or he says to him, you're going to be in for another demotion or something like that. That's how Imperials talk. That's not how Rebels talk. So that was a little jarring to see. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I do like the fact that Kanan has, Daddy Kanan has to come back and be like, it's okay. Like, I'll fix this. I'll save it. Um, and he does just in the nick of time. Right. Come back everything better so. he's, he's always he's always there to to make it better be interesting to see what would happen if he wasn't always there it you know? would be interesting to see what would happen mm. wouldn't it it sure would sure oh. would well that's ominous 
that sure isn't. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, if if you've seen any Rebels posts, chances are you've seen the I would like the chance to see it with my own eyes um, uh, post again, and it's just like uh, gut wrenching every single time. I'm I am dreading, like absolutely dreading, getting to getting to those episodes. But point, but we will at this point, honestly, and not with the lieutenant commander. <laughs> No, Ezra. we don't have to worry about him being demoted anymore. Yeah. Uh, but like at this, at this point, like sitting at the bottom. I don't know if there is a bottom of that planet, but wherever it is, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one to like go exploring for it. So, yeah. But I, I will say, I, I do think we're, we're coming to the, you know, wrapping up this episode. I think we're, we're kind of in. I think that's now everything that we wanted to talk about this week. I think so. Um, so with that being said, we're, we're sitting here recording this on December 4th. Um, we have acknowledged that Bad Batch will be making its premiere on January 4th. So you guys will be getting this episode in like uh, just about three, four hours. Um, <laughs> that's it, fucking it, depressing. <laughs> this will be hitting your, um, your, your ear holes. Um, so this, this week will be Rebels, obviously, as we've now recorded this. Next week will be Rebels, the following week will be Rebels, and then the final week of December will all be Rebels. Um, you, potentially we will move the release date of our Bad Batch episode. So talking about the first week of the year, um, just kind of talking this out with the Snark live on the air, if you will, here. That's Um, how we do it. We normally release on Monday, um, so we might have something that Monday because it is Monday the second. We might have a little little blurb about the news or something, or just a Happy New Year kind of post. Um, but I think we're going to move our release date um, to potentially Friday for Bad Batch because I think Bad Batch is going to release on the fourth, and then the eleventh, and then the eighteenth. So we'll we'll play around with it a little bit. Um, just, you might be in your ear holes at a different day. Yeah, just for the duration of yeah. that. Um, because sometimes like, that makes recording easier. Yeah, we like to keep it timely. We don't want to, you know, have seven or eight days in between you seeing the episode. Um, right. And everyone else in the world who has a podcast release their podcast before we get on. Our- yeah, like on, on the day of release. And we have jobs and children and just like doing this just because we like talking to each other (laughs) look i I don't think we're ever going to be i mean maybe maybe someday but um it's going to be very difficult for us to be like so like there was a a new trailer dropped let's do an immediate live stream like "Mm, uh i'm I'm at work like in the middle of the day so (laughs) uh, that's gonna be hard but i think for now um that may be where we leave it we will be back with you guys next week. Um, so this was episode one and two. We will we will see Kane and whatnot. Uh, that is true. That is true. Poor Kane. Uh, still be struggling with sight. Um, his vision yeah. will be. Uh, but it will looked... not return for some time. Hot damn! I forgot about this. Uh, not this week, but two weeks from now is the introduction and the canonization of. One of my favorite characters in the universe. Ooh. That's exciting. 
But next week, it looks like we have um, the return of a particularly dual-bladed uh, dual buddy. Uh, we'll be back next week in the Holocrons of Fate, Season 3 episode Ooh. of Rebels. We'll be back next week, as will this podcast. So for now, I think we're going to leave it here and let the snark take us out, as he always does. May the Force be with you. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.